Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. All right, let's go to the book of Philippians. Remember we are praying the book of Philippians and I want to encourage you to really study the book of Philippians because that's where our focus is. We are praying the book of Philippians and we are in verse 1. The Bible says Paul and Timothy bond servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Now, I'm still on stuck on verse 1 and I I I want today to say we we've talked about relationships, great relationships, we've talked about being a bond servant and today I want us to talk about who a saint is and what is required of saints. The Bible mentions not just bond servants of Jesus Christ but to all the saints in Christ you know and so we want to see who are these saints and what is expected of saints and today we're going to pray about being an authentic saint because not everybody that you know uses the title saint is authentic so we want to use uh, we want to look at this um this adjective saying to know what does it really mean and what is required of every saint anyone that is called uh, a saint now the word saint is derived from the greek word hagiazo whose basic meaning is to set apart to sanctify or to make holy so when the bible uses the word saint it simply means someone that has been set apart someone that has been sanctified or someone that has been made holy and we know very well that when we come you know to Jesus and pledge our allegiance to him when we repent of our sins and we confess Jesus to be lord and savior of our lives you know we know that spiritual uh, changes begin to take place in our lives positionally we are sanctified you know we are made clean before you know the the eyes of god god takes away our filthiness god takes away our sins and we stand before him as righteous um people so when we talk about a saint i want you to understand it is not just a title that is given to someone but it is actually a state um uh, a spiritual state of a child of god something has happened you know you may not see it you know with your naked eye but something has happened to that person that's why god is addressing them as saints they have been set apart they have been sanctified they have been made holy the person has been set apart the person has been sanctified and the person has been made holy so according to the word of god a true saint is a follower a true believer and follower of jesus christ this is a true follower a true believer you know of Jesus Christ one who has been sanctified one who has been forgiven one who has been set apart one who has been you know um cleansed and purified by the blood of Jesus Christ he's separated from the world and he has been consecrated to God by confession and by lifestyle now those two things are very important he has been consecrated to God by confession that's why we lead you into prayer that's why we lead sinners into prayer we say okay repeat after me say lord jesus you know blah 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 so that is confession because the bible says with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so when you make that confession something something begins to take place there is sanctification that begins to take place the spirit of god comes into your heart you know to sanctify you and to purge you of all your sins but also um you you have a part to 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 play after god has done his part in your life then you need also to change your lifestyle and that's why i'm telling you to be a saint it means to be separated from the world and to be consecrated to god by confession and lifestyle now your life has to change and you reflect you know your your living reflects the life that you have received through salvation your your speech your imagination your thoughts your movements you know your conduct your character everything that you do must reflect the changes that have taken place inside of you so a saint is not just a saint by title you know a saint is not a deceased individual you know who has been canonized by the church and given sainthood because we know that there are religions which have you know given those who have died the title the saint they have 
they have canonized them and given them that title and even made people pray to, uh, through them. Look, a saint is a, a believer who is alive. These are living individuals who have dedicated themselves to the worship and service of the one true God as revealed through his son, Jesus Christ. So when you pledge your allegiance to God, when you're born again, when you say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, wash me and cleanse me and purify me by your blood, you become a saint. And then you begin walking with God. Because if you don't begin being a saint while you are here on earth, you can't be a saint when you're dead. I need to repeat that again. When you have not given your life to Christ and you have a walk of righteousness with him you have a right standing with him you live for him you know you 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 follow him ardently you serve him ardently if you die and you have not been a saint while you are alive here on earth you can never be a saint while dead so it begins here on earth you must be separated from the world and you must be consecrated to god you must be given totally to god sold out to god here on earth so that even when you die you still remain to be a saint praise the lord now now that you understand who a saint is because the bag the bible mentions saints who are in philippa and i believe that we have saints in nairobi we have saints in kenya we have saints in the world today a saint must demonstrate the following and i'm gonna share with you what a saint must demonstrate and then we are going to pray number one a saint must develop or demonstrate rather you know holiness number one a saint must demonstrate holiness so it's not just enough for you to confess and say i'm a saint it's not just for enough for you to confess that i'm a follower of jesus christ you must demonstrate holiness you must demonstrate righteousness a saint must demonstrate holiness or righteousness every ardent follower of jesus christ is a saint but it should not be just a saint by confession, but he should be a saint by lifestyle. You must demonstrate a lifestyle of sainthood. You must demonstrate a lifestyle of holiness before God. Our status as saints is holy. You know, our status as saints is one who has been separated, one who has been sanctified, one who has been purified. So you must demonstrate holiness through everything that you do in your conduct in your speech you know in your in your in your in your endeavors everything that you do you must demonstrate holiness peter gives us a challenge here in first peter chapter 1 from verse 14 to 15 he says as obedient children that is holiness you're obeying god you're obeying the word of god you're obeying god's instructions which are clearly spelled out in his word as obedient children not conforming yourself to the former lusts as in your ignorance but as he who called you is holy so also be holy in all your conduct so paul is telling us sorry peter is telling us here that we are not supposed to conform we're not supposed to live like we used to live in the past because we were in ignorance but now that we have been made saints our lives must change. We must never continue living the way we were living, you know, in the past. We must never bring the past into our present. We must never bring our past, you know, flaws, mistakes, blunders, you know, sins into our present. Something has happened to us. We must become obedient children. We must obey God's word. We must obey God's instructions because the one who has called us, the one who has saved us, the one who has delivered us from sin, the one who has delivered us, you know, from our perversion, the one who has delivered us from our fallen, you know, practices, he is holy. And because he's holy, then it behooves us as Christians to live a holy life. We must demonstrate holiness because he has made us saints positionally, but we must demonstrate sainthood, sainthood through our lifestyle. He has done his part. God has done his part. He has shed his blood. He has given us access into his presence through the blood of Jesus Christ. He has shown us how to restore our relationship with him. But after you do that, it's not enough. You must now become an obedient child. You must follow God's precepts. You must follow God's instructions and commands. You must demonstrate sainthood by the way you live. You must never conform to your former lusts, the, thing you, the things you used to do, the places you used to go, 
the, the, the thoughts you used to harbor in your mind, you know, the things you used to ingest that were in, you know, in conflict with God's expectation of you as, you know, his child. You must never go back to your former lusts. You must say bye-bye to your former lusts. And you must now begin a new journey of following Christ and demonstrating holiness. So consecration is important. You must consecrate yourself. And this morning we are going to consecrate ourselves. We are going to disconnect from our former lusts. You know, nobody knows you like you. You know, you know yourself. You know your struggles. You know what you're struggling with. You know what you're fighting every single day of your life. You know that your past is ever before you, fighting you, trying to pull you down. Everybody, you know yourself. You know your weaknesses. You know your flaws. You know your shortcomings. You know the things that you're struggling with. Prayerlessness, you know, lies. You know all these things. And you must give up your past life for you to follow God effectively. You must give up your your past life for you to be able to please God, for you to demonstrate holiness because something has happened in your life. You are a child of God right now. You must become an obedient child. You must become an obedient son of God. You must become an obedient, you know, daughter of God. So you have to give up your past. You have to give up your former lusts, you know, your former appetites. And you know various, you know yourself very well. You know what you're struggling with. You know what is, you know, bothering you. You know what is pulling you, you know, behind when you make one step ahead. You know, it makes you make two steps behind. You know that thing that you're struggling with. It is in your character. It is in your mind. You know, you know the appetites that you have. You know, some of the appetites that you have, you know, have become an impediment to you, have become an impediment to your spiritual growth. You are not demonstrating righteousness and holiness in a particular area of your life because of that thing. You know it very well. And that's what I'm telling you. Nobody knows you like you. You know yourself. You know where you're struggling. You know where the battle is. You know where the warfare is. You know where the struggle is. And you must give up your former lusts. You must let it go. You must never nurse it. You must never entertain it. You must never cover it. You must never protect it. You must give it up because you're a child of God, because you're a saint. And as a saint, you must demonstrate holiness. You know, there are people who their past is still bothering them. They are hooked to their past and they keep following back. When things are tough, they compromise. When things are difficult, they go back to their former last. When things are not working in their lives, they find themselves sliding back to what they used to do. They drink, they smoke, they sleep around, they lie. I mean, they're doing terrible things. And they are, they are believers and they are, they are in the church. They have the title, the saint, but they have not let go of their former lust. I'm talking to somebody right now that when things are hard, when there's no money, you know, when your business is not doing well, you know what you always do. When you're discouraged, you know what you always do. When you have a problem with your wife or you have a problem with your husband, you know where you always go and you know what you always do. When things are not working in your home and you have some tension, you know, in your marriage, you know where you go and you know what you always do. Please, today I want to challenge you. You are a saint. You have to break away from your former lust. You have to break away from your past life. You have to, you know, disconnect yourself totally from, you know, your past. And you have to demonstrate holiness because you are a saint. You are a saint. You are a child of God. You must become an obedient child no matter what you are faced with. Even if there is no money, even when things are tough, even when things are difficult, even when, even when you are discouraged and you are feeling low, you must never go back to your former lust. You must never go back to drinking. You must never go back to drug you know, drug drug abuse. You must never go back, you know, to sexual perversion. You must never go back to lies and pride. You must never go back to your former lust. You are a saint. You are a child of God. You must demonstrate holiness in good times and in bad times. You must demonstrate holiness when things are tight or when things are easy. You must demonstrate holiness when you're flowing with your spouse or when there's tension in your house. So break away from your former lust. Break away. And today we are going to consecrate ourselves because we are saints. Amen. No more drinking. No more sleeping around. No more stealing. No more perversion. No more lies. 
No more pride. No more arrogance. You are not sliding back to your former lust in the name of Jesus. You will stay strong. This is 2024. You are not going to do what you used to do in 2023. You are not going to backslide. There are people who backslide, then they come back. They 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 backslide, when they, then they come back again. That is not going to continue this year in the name of Jesus. This is a new year. You're going to be a saint to the core. You're going to be a saint to the bone. You're going to demonstrate holiness, you know, through and through, no matter where you are in life. Even if you're in the valley, you're going to demonstrate holiness. Even when you lose your job, you're going to demonstrate holiness. Even when you're discouraged, you're going to demonstrate holiness. Even when friends forsake you, you're going to demonstrate holiness in the name of Jesus. You are going to break away from your former lusts and you're going to demonstrate holiness before the sight of God. Amen. Number two, a saint must demonstrate supernatural power. A saint must demonstrate supernatural power. You know, it is sad to realize that many people or many Christians, let me use the word Christians, many Christians don't really demonstrate supernatural power. They know that they have this power. They know that they have been granted this power, but they don't really demonstrate it. You know, they're in the church, but they believe they're powerless. They're in the church, but they believe they can never rebuke devils. They're in the church and they believe that they can never deal with demons. They don't see themselves as carriers of supernatural power. A saint is a carrier of supernatural power. I need to say that again. It's very powerful. A saint is a carrier of supernatural power. A saint is a carrier of supernatural power. And he can exercise that power against demons, against powers of darkness, against spiritual forces. Um, wicked spiritual forces that have been installed in the world by Satan, he can exercise that power to push back the kingdom of darkness. He can exercise that power to destroy the works of darkness. A saint must demonstrate supernatural power. You know, uh, I have seen a, a, a prank video that was very, very funny. I'm sure most of you have ever have been able to see it of this lady who approaches, you know, people and, and he tells them, you know, can I talk to you? And then they start having a conversation. And then that lady tells them, you know, I, I, I want your blood. You know, I want your blood. And, and she has she has this regalia in her mouth, you know, that when she opens her mouth, she looks like a vampire, you know, a vampire that is bloodthirsty. And all of a sudden, you see that things change. You know, the person that she's talking to, you know, begins to run away. And there's this particular episode that I watched. She talked to this guy and this guy was a believer, you know. And when she told the guy, I want your blood, and she opened her mouth and she looked like a vampire, the guy started running. He was confessing Jesus, but he was running. He was shouting in the name of Jesus, but he's running. You could see fear. You know, in the face of this guy, she did it again, you know, to other ladies. I believe they were going to church. They were even wearing, you know, church regalia and they were going to church. And you could see that when she opened her mouth, they started running, calling on the name of Jesus, but they were running, shouting the name of Jesus, but they were running. You could see that they were, they didn't really believe in the name that they were confessing. They didn't really believe in the power that they carry. And so I want you to know that as a believer, you know, you have supernatural power. And many Christians behave like these people. Yeah, they know there is a name of Jesus, but when they use the name of Jesus, you can see fear in their face. They don't really believe in the supernatural power that is in the name of Jesus. A saint must demonstrate supernatural power. A saint must demonstrate this power that is in the gospel. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, behold, I give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You see, he told them, look, this power that you have is because of a relationship that you have with God. This power that you have has its source and its source is the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. And he's telling them you must use this power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy. Ladies and gentlemen, as a child of God, as a Christian, there is power. 
As a child of God, you have power. You have supernatural power that you need to demonstrate. This world is full of demons. You know, our environments are saturated by uh, spiritual forces of darkness. We have wicked spirits that have been installed in the atmosphere. Demons are running around. Devils are running around. That's why we have this power. And we must demonstrate this power. because This supernatural power against these demons. Because these demons are against us. These demons are after our children. These demons are after the church. These demons are after our leaders. These demons are after our pastors. These demons are after you as a child of God. And you must constantly you know, demonstrate the supernatural power that is drawn out of our relationship with God so that we can be able to keep them at bay. If we don't exercise the supernatural power, the enemy will run wild in our world. The enemy will run wild in our city. The enemy will destroy, you know, our children, destroy our city. The enemy will keep captives, you know, in his prison and ensure that people don't serve God. We have power. You have power. There is power inside of you. There is supernatural power inside of you. You are not a weak believer. You are not a weakling. You are a child of God, full of the power of God, full of, full of God's authority inside of you. And you must exercise that power and rebuke devils, rebuke demons, and cast out devils out of people's lives. When you step into a place, you must carry that power and displace every wicked power, every wicked spirit. You must displace every wicked demon that has been established in that environment in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My goodness, as, as a saint, I want you to understand that you you carry, you carry supernatural power and you must demonstrate it in the name of Jesus. Demons must leave your house. Demons must leave where you work. Demons must leave your business premise. Demons must leave your neighborhood. Demons must leave. Every time you step into a place, it is a notice to demons. It is a notice to wicked spirits that they have to leave because you are a carrier of supernatural power. Every devil in your environment, may it leave right now in the name of Jesus. Every devil in your house, every devil in your geographical location, every devil in your neighborhood, it has to live right now in the name of Jesus because you are a saint who demonstrates supernatural power. I want you to command it to go right now. I want you to speak to it to live right now because you are a carrier of supernatural power in the name of Jesus. Nobody will suck your blood. Nobody will take away your blessing. Nobody will sabotage your progress. Nobody will take your picture to a witch doctor and frustrate you in the name of Jesus. Nobody will take away your blessing, your promotion, your packs, your elevation in the name of Jesus. You are a saint who is carrying the supernatural power of God and no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper and every tongue that rises against you, you have the power to condemn it in the name of Jesus. Whatever you touch must prosper. The church you are leading must grow. The group you are leading must grow. There has to be multiplication where you are. Your business must multiply. The church you are leading must multiply. The department you are leading must multiply. The finances in your hands must multiply. The opportunities ahead of you must multiply. In the name of Jesus, you are a saint and you are a carrier of supernatural power. You are a carrier of the same, same power that was at work in the life of Jesus. Use that power and frustrate every diabolic agenda against your life in the name of Jesus. Woo, glory to God. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. You will not run away. In fact, demons will run away from you. You will not be the one running away from devils. You will not be the one running away from demons. Demons will see you and run away. Spirits, evil spirits will see you and run away. They will manifest the way they manifested when Jesus stepped into an environment. When Jesus stepped into a house, demons manifested. When Jesus stepped into an environment, demons bowed down before him and they pleaded for mercy. That will be your experience as well in the name of Jesus. You will not run away from the devil. You will not run away from spiritual vampires, but they will run away from you because they will recognize that you are a carrier of supernatural power and you are ready to demonstrate that power 
wherever you are in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive that power this morning in the name of Jesus. Demonstrate that power this morning in the name of Jesus. May that power flow through you, through your hands, through your voice, you know, through your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, I got the power. Hey, glory to God. I feel it. Mm. Number three, a saint. We're getting ready to pray right now. Number three, a saint must demonstrate compassion. A saint must demonstrate compassion. A true saint must have the heart of God. A true saint must have the burden that is in the heart of God. He must have, he must carry what God is carrying. He must feel what God is feeling. That is a true saint. He must see the world, for example, the way God sees it. He must have compassion for the lost. He must have compassion for those who are broken because he is a saint. His heart is the heart of God. You see, when you get born again, God changes your heart. The Bible, told, the Bible tells us that when, 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 when Saul was being appointed, when Saul was being called by God, one of the things that prophet Samuel told him that you will meet a company of prophets who will be coming up from high the high places. They will be prophesying with musical instruments and your heart will be changed. So when you get born again, God changes your heart <coughs> and you start developing new passion. You start having a new burden and this is the burden that is in the heart of God. And so a true saint will have the heart of God. You will have the heart that God has for the broken world, for the lost world you will have compassion. Luke chapter 10. We know the story of the good Samaritan. You know, he saw a man that had been attacked by thieves and this man was on the brink of death. He was bleeding to death. And two people came before the good Samaritan showed up at this scene. The man was wounded. He was almost dying. One of them was a priest. He came down that road and when he saw him, he just passed on the other side. He didn't even care to know if this man needed help. Another guy who came was a Levi. And these are people you will expect to demonstrate compassion. That's what I'm telling you. It's not just enough for you to say, I'm a saint. You must demonstrate something. You know, these are, this is a priest and this is a Levite. These are people who are in church. These are Christians. And they find someone who is broken on the brink of death. He's almost dying. He's gasping for air. He's bleeding profusely. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's experiencing pain, excruciating pain, and he's fighting for his life. And these guys just pass the other way. I mean, they, they blink as if they have not seen anything. And then the Bible says a certain man came. This is a good Samaritan. He came. And when he came to this place, he stopped. He saw this man. And this is what the Bible says, that he had compassion on him. When he looked at this man, he saw how broken he was. He saw him bleeding. He saw the man fighting for his life. He was at the brink of death, gasping for air. You know, it was his final moments here on earth. He decided, no, I will not let this guy die. I will do something. He had compassion for him. And so he went to him, the Bible says, and the Bible says that he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine and set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took two denarii, gave to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. This is the heart of compassion. A true saint, not just a saint by title, not just a priest by title, not just a leveled by title, but a true saint, authentic saint, will always have compassion. And this compassion is the compassion that God has for the world. The Bible says in John, you know, chapter um, 3, that God loved the world. Look at that. God loved the world. God had compassion for the world. So a true saint must have the heart of God, must have compassion for the broken world. When you look at the world today, today, people are sliding to death. People are on their way to spiritual death. People are on their way to hell. People are sliding to death. People are being destroyed by the enemy, left, right, and center. Lika is killing people and they're sliding to hell. Immorality is killing people and they're sliding to hell. Crime is killing people and they're sliding to hell. Witchcraft is killing people and they're sliding to hell. You know, perversion and immorality is making people slide to hell. We must have compassion over the broken world and do something. This good Samaritan did something. We must not turn a blind eye to the people who are bleeding and they are sliding to hell. We must not look the other way. We must reach out to them. They are in our neighborhoods. They are in our offices. They are in our 
in our you know in our cliques and in our clubs they are in our chamas ladies they are around us they are part of our family you know they are sliding to hell we must demonstrate compassion are you a saint are you a true saint are you an authentic saint are you a child of god have you been consecrated have you been forgiven have you been set aside by god have you been cleansed by the precious blood of jesus christ did God demonstrate compassion to you to save you? You must also become an instrument that God will use to demonstrate compassion to others. You must reach out to them and you must show them the heart of God. You must reach out to them. You must do something. You must bind their wounds. You must reach out to them. You have to preach to them. You have to invite them to church. You have to reach out to them and talk to them about the love of God. You have to talk to them about Jesus, the healer of their wounds. The restorers, the restorer of their broken hearts. You have to talk to them about Christ Jesus. Demonstrate compassion to those who are sliding to hell every single minute. Jesus had compassion. This good Samaritan had compassion. We too, as saints, we must demonstrate compassion to those who are broken and lost around us. We must reach out to the lost. We must reach out to the ostracized. We must reach out to those who are hopeless and give them hope. We must never be like the priest in this story. And we must never be like the Levite in this story. They only had the title, but they never demonstrated compassion. We should not just carry the title, I'm a saint, I'm a saint, I'm a saint, I'm a saint, I'm a saint. I am a saint, I'm a saint, I'm a saint. And never demonstrate compassion. A true saint will always have the heart of God. And this heart is the heart of compassion. Lastly, number four, a true saint demonstrates generosity. This good Samaritan was not just compassionate, but he was also generous. Look at what he did. He gave out his money to take out care of this guy. The Bible says that he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. He was generous. His compassion didn't stop at the heart level. His compassion was extended to his hand level. He took his hand, dipped it into his pocket and removed two denarius and gave to the innkeeper and told the innkeeper, please take care of this guy. And whatever he spends, I'm coming back. When I come back, I'm going to settle the accounts. I'm going to pay it off. A true saint is generous. A true saint is generous. A stingy believer is not a true saint. A true saint is generous and is willing to share with, to share with others, to share with God's kingdom what God has blessed him with. Look at the levers. Do you want to tell me they were poor? The Levite was not poor. Sorry. Look at the Levite and the priest. Do you want to tell me they were poor? No. The priest was not poor. The Levite was not poor. They had money. They had resources. But look at them. They were stingy. They were stingy. A man needed their help. A man needed to be raised. A man needed to be lifted up. A man needed ministry. But they didn't give. They didn't give ministry to this person. They didn't give of their resources to minister to this person. A stingy believer is not a true saint. You might have the title. You might have the position, but you are not a true saint. A true saint is generous. You see, giving is at the heart of the gospel. Salvation, as we know it, is a byproduct of generosity. If Jesus didn't come, if God didn't give Jesus to come, let me tell you, we could not be saved today. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave. He didn't just love, but he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loved but he also gave. A true saint will not just love but he will give. A true saint will not just love God but he will give to God. A true saint will not just love the church but he will give to ensure that the church fulfills her mandate. A true saint will not just love people but will also give and refresh them to meet their needs at the appropriate time. So a true saint is always generous. He demonstrates generosity. The Bible mentions something about a church in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 4, and I'm going to read it quickly from the NIV translation, and then we pray. The Bible says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. 
in the midst of a severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. This church demonstrated generosity, even in tough times. There are people who say, oh, pastor, you don't understand the taxes have gone up, you don't understand the dollar has gone up, you don't understand things are tough, we can't give. This church gave in deep poverty. They were in poverty. They were struggling, but they still gave. Giving is not because you're rich. Because the priest was rich but didn't give. The Levite was rich but didn't give. Giving is demonstrating true sainthood. I need to say that again. Giving is a demonstration of true sainthood. When you're a true saint, you will always give. Even in tough times, even in difficult times, you will still give. Because to you, giving is non-negotiable. My goodness, I want us to pray. A true saint will never struggle with tithing. A true saint will never strive, struggle, with, struggle with giving. A true saint will never struggle in giving when it comes to giving to the poor. A true saint will not struggle when it comes to giving to church projects. A true saint will not struggle when it comes to giving to missions. A true saint will not struggle when it comes to giving to God. Giving is a demonstration of true and authentic sainthood. I want to challenge you today to pray for these four things and endeavor to become a true saint in the name of Jesus. That you'll be consecrated. You'll demonstrate holiness. You will dispense supernatural power. You will demonstrate compassion. And you will be a generous soul. So we want to pray right now. Are you ready to pray in the name of Jesus? I want us to begin by consecrating ourselves to God. And this is a prayer that I want you to pray from your heart. Everybody, you know yourself, you know your struggles, you know your past, you know your challenges, you know your flaws, you know your character flaws, you know what you're struggling with. I want you to take some time right now and consecrate yourself because you are a true saint and you need to demonstrate, you know, holiness in the name of Jesus. Take your time right now, open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. I come before you this morning, Lord. I pray for cleansing. I pray for consecration. I pray that you purge me. I pray that you wash me of my weakness, of my flaws, of my blunders, of the areas, oh God, that I'm struggling in, in my character, in my life, in my prayer life, in my giving, in my work with you. This morning, oh God, I pray for a purging. I pray for a cleansing. I pray for you to purify me, oh God. Purify me of lies. Purify me of perversion. Purify me of anger. Purify me of malice. Purify me, oh God, for of the work of the flesh in the name of Jesus. Wash me and purge me. Purify my mind. Wash me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet in the name of Jesus. Cleanse me of fear. Cleanse me of unbelief. Purify me, oh God. Oh, yes, from the works of the flesh. Purify my mind. Purify my heart. Purify my soul. Cleanse my flesh from all form of filthiness. Filthiness in the name of Jesus. Everybody right now begin to pray. Begin to pray. Consecrate yourself right now before God that you may demonstrate, you may demonstrate holiness in the name of Jesus. Consecrate yourself this morning. Ask God to purge you. Ask God to cleanse you. You know where you're struggling. You know where your flaws are. You know where your past is bothering you. I want you to ask God to wash you and to cleanse you by his precious blood in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness when we come to him with a broken heart when we come to him with a repentant heart he is faithful and just if we confess our sins to the Lord he's faithful and just to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness please consecrate yourself before him right now come before him with humility ask him to wash you ask him to cleanse him to cleanse you with his precious blood yes oh God that is what we are asking of you this morning Cleanse us, Lord. Purify us, O oh God. Oh, yes, wash us clean by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I pray, O oh God, that we shall not continue with our past sins. We shall not continue with our past lifestyle. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we shall not continue with the practices, with our former lusts. In the name of Jesus, we break away from our former lusts. We break away from our former lifestyles. We lifestyle. We break away from our former appetites, cravings, and longings. In the name of Jesus, this morning we declare a purging. We declare a cleansing. Cleanse us, O oh God. Purify us, O oh God. Wash us, O oh God. Oh 
make us clean, Jehovah God, before you. Cleanse us from all our filthiness. Cleanse us from all our sins. Cleanse us from all our pride and our arrogance. In the name of Jesus, cleanse us, oh God, from our rebellious ways. In the name of Jesus, cleanse us, oh God, oh, from all the activities that we have engaged in and we are engaging in that break your heart. In the name of Jesus, wash everyone, wash everyone. Father, I even intercede for those who are here, who have been struggling with their past, who have been struggling with their former lusts. I pray that may they find deliverance today. May they receive deliverance. May they receive victory over their former lusts. In the name of Jesus, may they receive victory over their former lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, that they will not continue in the lust of their flesh, in the pride of life, in the pride of life, in the lust of the flesh, in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will not continue. They will not continue in their former lusts. They will not do what they used to do. They will not continue in drinking. They will not continue in sexual perversion. They will not continue in lies. In the name of Jesus. They will not continue in hypocrisy. In the name of Jesus. I pray for a cleansing. I pray for a cleansing. Cleanse them, oh God. Father, some of them, even the things they do, they are ashamed of those things. They cannot be mentioned. They are ashamed of the things they do in the cover of darkness when no one is there, alone in their rooms, alone in their, alone in their bedrooms. They participate in despicable acts. I pray for a purging. I pray for a cleansing. I pray for consecration upon their lives this morning in the name of Jesus. I pray that may you consecrate them. I pray that may you wash them. I pray that may you purge them this morning from every bondage, from every bondage in the name of Jesus, from every addiction, from every evil act, from every diabolic lust, in the name of Jesus, I pray for someone here who has been a prisoner of lust. I pray that may it be broken off your life right now, in the name of Jesus. May you be delivered from your former lust. May you be delivered from your former perversion, in the name of Jesus. May you be delivered from masturbation. May you be delivered from homosexuality. May you be delivered from lies. May you be delivered, oh my goodness, from every form of sexual perversion in the name of Jesus. May those chains break off your life right now in the name of Jesus. May that habit be broken off your life right now in the name of Jesus. May you demonstrate holiness. May you demonstrate righteousness. Anyone who has been hooked to fornication, anyone who has been hooked hooked to adultery. I pray that may that chain be broken right now in the name of Jesus. May that chain over your life be destroyed right now in the name of Jesus. Anyone that has been hooked up, hooked up to witchcraft, hooked up to perversion, hooked up to uh, uh, hooked, hooked up to de de devilish uh, practices, may you be delivered, may you be set free, may you may you be may you be purged, may you be cleansed this morning in the name of Jesus by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. May you be free from your former lusts right now in the name of Jesus. The pride of life, the 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 the, the, the pride of life, the lust of, of the flesh, the lust of the eye. May you be set free right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that we shall be saints. We shall be saints indeed. We shall demonstrate holiness. We shall dispense holiness. We shall demonstrate righteousness. We shall dispense righteousness in the name of Jesus. I decree freedom. I decree freedom. I, de I decree righteousness. I decree holiness right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that we are free. I declare that we are free. I declare that we've been set free. I declare that we have been purged. I declare that we have been separated. I declare that we have been set apart for your purpose and for your will. In the name of Jesus, I pray, O oh God, that we shall not go back to our former lusts. I decree that we shall not be victims of our former lusts. In the name of Jesus, I decree that we shall not be prisoners of our former lusts. In the name of Jesus, today we are gaining victory over our former lusts in the name of Jesus. Today we are gaining victory over our former 
flaws, character flaws in the name of Jesus. Today we are gaining victory over evil practices in the name of Jesus. Today we are gaining victory over former strongholds in the name of Jesus. Every diabolic stronghold that has been established in your life that makes you not to serve God with joy, that makes you not to follow God wholeheartedly. May that stronghold be broken. May that stronghold be shattered right now in the name of Jesus. Every diabolic stronghold established in your character, established in your mind, established in your flesh. We break it right now in the name of Jesus. And I decree that you shall demonstrate holiness. Oh, this year 2024, you shall demonstrate holiness. This year 2024, we shall demonstrate holiness in the name of Jesus. We shall walk in holiness we shall oh my goodness we shall we shall demonstrate holiness in our character in our thought life in our speech in our interactions with other people in our conduct in the way we carry ourselves in our interaction with others in the name of Jesus holiness 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 Holiness, holiness in the name of Jesus. Holiness unto the Lord in the name of Jesus. There will be holiness written on our foreheads. Holiness unto the Lord in the name of Jesus. We shall walk in holiness. We shall demonstrate holiness. People will see holiness through our lives, through our speech, through our conduct, through our, our character. People will see holiness through us in the name of Jesus. We shall demonstrate holiness even when the pastor is not there, even when our brothers and our sisters are not there when we are alone we shall demonstrate holiness at the place of work we shall demonstrate holiness everywhere we go we shall demonstrate holiness because we are saints because we are saints because we are saints in the name of Jesus thank you father thank you master next prayer that I want us to pray my goodness I want us to pray that we shall demonstrate supernatural power. Remember, you are a saint. I want you to pray right now that you shall demonstrate supernatural power. I want you to take authority against every power of darkness, against your life right now. In the name of Jesus, demonstrate power right now. Demonstrate power right now. I want you to fight every devil. I want you to fight every stronghold. I want you to shatter every stronghold against your life, against your progress. I want you to come against spiritual vampires that are after you right now. I want you to exercise your authority. Rise in the spirit right now and fight every spirit, every spirit that is against you, every spirit that is against the preaching of the gospel in our city and in our world. Right now in the name of Jesus, take authority, take authority and demonstrate power right now in the name of Jesus. Any area of your life that you can see demons, you can see power of darkness working against you. I want you to fight it right now in the name of Jesus. You are a saint and you have the power of God inside of you. You have supernatural power inside of you. I want you to begin to demonstrate it right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I take authority against every power of darkness. I take authority against every demon. I take authority against spiritual vampires that are after your people to suck their blood, to, to sabotage their progress, to destroy, yes, their relationship with you. I rise against every spirit that has been sent from hell to fight your people, to destroy destroy their lives, to scatter their families, to destroy their businesses, to destroy their work with you. I come against all these diabolic spirits in the name of Jesus. I bind you, devil. You will not operate in the world. You will not operate in the city. You will not operate in their lives. In the name of Jesus, every weapon you throw against them, it will not work. It will not succeed. It will not flourish. In the name of Jesus, every weapon you send against us, every demon that you send, oh, to bring us down, to destroy us, we declare this morning, it will not work. In the name of Jesus, every spirit you send against your children, against the children of God, against against the people of God, against pastors, against bishops and deacons, against men of God, against workers in the church, against leaders in the church. We decree that it will not work in the name of Jesus. I take authority. I take authority against diabolic agenda that has been released in
in our city, that has been released in our country, to ensure that churches don't go, don't grow, to destroy believers, to destroy churches, to scatter the preaching of the gospel in our neighborhoods. We come against those spirits right now. We bind them in the name of Jesus and we decree that they will not operate on the face of the earth. We decree that they will not operate in our lives in the name of Jesus. We decree that their agenda will not be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody. Raise your voice wherever you are and begin to exercise your dominion. Begin to exercise the supernatural power that is at work in your life and deal with every devil, deal with every demon, deal with every evil spirit that is against you, that is against the family, that is against the church, that is against this country, that is against this world, that is against our city. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of perversion, we command you to go. In the name of Jesus, every spirit that is behind crime and rebellion, we command you to leave, leave our city leave our neighborhood right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit and stronghold that has been established oh yes in our neighborhoods to bring untimely death we command you to fall at the feet of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus we shatter every stronghold that has been established in our roads to cause accidents and kill people before their time. In the name of Jesus every spirit that is behind sicknesses and diseases, poverty, lack and want, rebellion and backwardness. We come against all these spirits right now. We bind them in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that has been released to block people from giving their lives to Jesus Christ. We rise against you right now. We bind you. Every spirit of blindness, the God of this world that has been released to stop people from seeing the light of the gospel. We bind you. We break your power right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit spiritual vampire, every spiritual vampire against the progress of God's children. We bind you right now in the name of Jesus. We decree that you will not operate. You will not operate in our lives. You will not operate in our neighborhoods. You will not operate in our city. We kick you out of this city. We kick you out of our neighborhood. We kick you out of this country right now in the name of Jesus. No weapon from the canisters shall be able to prosper and every tongue that that rises against us. We condemn it right now in the name of Jesus. Are you praying somebody? Are you using the authority that God has given unto you? Can you demonstrate power right now? Anything you don't like, any attack of the enemy against your life right now, I want you to speak against it. I want you to command it to live your life in the name of Jesus. Every disease, every sickness in your life right now, I command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. Every attack of the enemy against your life right now. I command that may it cease in the name of Jesus. Every power of darkness that is at work in your home, in your family right now, I rise in the spirit. I use the name of Jesus. Oh yes, to declare no more in the name of Jesus. Every power of darkness attacking your spiritual life, attacking you as an individual, yes, frustrating your efforts as a child of God. I declare no more in the name of Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus over your life. I speak the name of Jesus over your house. I speak the name of Jesus over your business. I speak the name of Jesus over your children. I speak the name of Jesus. Oh yes, over everything that is connected to you in the name of Jesus. Devil, we command you to leave. You evil spirits, we command you to go. You devils that have been bothering God's children. Ah, we command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. You have no power. You have no authority against God's children. I set free every prisoner, every captive who has been held captive by demonic forces, by demonic power. I break open that prison right now. I release every prisoner in the name of Jesus. I decree that you're coming out. I speak to every Lazarus who has been locked up in a tomb. I speak to you right now. Come forth in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that is standing between you and your success, may it be removed out of your way in the name of Jesus. Every devil established strategically, oh yes, to frustrate you, that you may not move forward, that you may not do well. I command 
command that devil to move out of the way in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough is your portion. Victory is your portion. Success is your portion. Progress is your portion. Fruitfulness is your portion in the name of Jesus. Oh, Yes, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. As we continue to pray, I want you to declare that you'll be compassionate. You'll be full of compassion. I want you to declare that you'll be compassionate in the name of Jesus. I want you to declare that you'll be generous in the name of Jesus. Let's pray right now in Jesus' name. Proclaim that you'll be compassionate in Jesus' name. You'll have the heart of God. Yes, you will feel what God feels for the world in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, you'll be like the good Samaritan. You will not allow people to slide to hell. You will not allow people to be destroyed by Satan. You will not allow souls to slide to hell in the name of Jesus. You will demonstrate compassion. We shall demonstrate compassion and we shall be generous. We shall be generous givers. We shall give and support God's work in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God. Father, give us your heart. Give us your heart. Give us your heart this morning in the name of Jesus. Give us your heart this morning. The heart of compassion. May we may we cry the way you cry for the world may we feel the way you feel for the world may we have the heart for that the, the, the heart that you have for the world the heart that you have for those who are broken and those who are sliding to hell in the name of jesus may our hearts be moved with compassion when we see them oh god and may we reach out to them and do something to change and alleviate their suffering in the name of jesus i pray that we shall not be like the priest we shall not be like the Levite in this story but we shall be like the good Samaritan or oh, demonstrating compassion to those who are lost demonstrating compassion to those who are bound by devils demonstrating compassion to those who are sliding to hell in the name of Jesus we shall demonstrate your heart to our community we shall demonstrate your heart to our city we shall demonstrate your heart to our neighborhood in the name of Jesus they will see your love through us they will see your compassion through us in the name of Jesus and father I pray that we shall be generous we shall be givers we shall be faithful tithers we shall give to the poor we shall give to your kingdom we shall give to the church we shall bless others we shall alleviate their suffering we shall change their lives we shall put a smile on their faces in the name of Jesus I pray today oh Jehovah God that oh God we shall not be stingy believers in any way in the name of Jesus but we shall be generous. We shall be generous with what you have given unto us. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. Everywhere we are, oh God, we shall demonstrate generosity. When a need arises, we shall demonstrate generosity. We shall be like this good Samaritan. He dipped his hand in his pocket to refresh someone. He dipped his hand in his pocket to give and alleviate the suffering of someone. I pray that that will be our goal, oh God, to be generous. We shall be generous to alleviate the suffering of others. We shall be generous to build your church. We shall be generous to build a place where men will come, women will come, children will come, young people will come to worship you and to bless your name. In the name of Jesus, we shall build a beautiful sanctuary. Oh yes, where your people will worship you in dignity. In the name of Jesus, we shall give, oh yes, our resources to the betterment of others. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that, oh God, any form of stinginess in our lives dies right now in the name of Jesus. Any form of stinginess ceases to exist right now in our lives in the name of Jesus. I pray for all those who are under my voice. Right now, we shall not be stingy. Yes, but we shall be generous. We shall be givers. We shall give towards your work. We shall give to others. We shall give towards the kingdom of God. We shall finance the kingdom of God. We shall ensure that the kingdom of God spreads far and wide through our generosity in the name of Jesus. We shall even give ourselves to the work of God. We shall be generous enough to give our time to the work of God. We shall be generous enough to give our talents and our gifts to the work of God in the name of Jesus. I pray for the grace of generosity. I pray that we may abound in this grace like the church that we see. Oh yes, the church, the Macedonian 
Christian church abounded in this grace. I pray that we shall abound in this grace, the grace of giving. We shall give in good times and we shall give in bad times. We shall give in prosperity, but also we shall give when things are tight in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we shall give when the economy is doing well. We shall give even when the economy is not doing well. We shall give, oh God, even when things and our budget is tight, we shall be faithful. We shall be faithful with our tithes and we shall be faithful with our offerings regardless of where we are because we are saints in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we are saints indeed. Today, Lord, we shall not just wear this title as a badge of honor, but we shall demonstrate true sainthood in the name of Jesus by demonstrating holiness, by demonstrating supernatural power, by demonstrating compassion, and by demonstrating generosity in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, and I bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all shout aloud, thunderous, Amen. Amen. Can all the saints shout a big amen? Can all the saints shout aloud, amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. I want you to type there that I am a true saint. I am a true saint. Type in the comment section that I am a true saint. And do you believe you are a true saint? Yes, you are. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.